Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, live from Denver Fan Expo 2023. I am Ryan, and I am joined by our very first guest on Friday. Hello, my name is Blaze. Welcome. What, what, what brings you to Denver Fan Expo? I am a huge fan of Comic-Con. I've been coming, gosh, as long as I can remember. And I love doing all kinds of like elaborate and fun costumes. So like last year, I was Pillow Man from Community. Nice. That, that is an elaborate costume. Yeah, nice. it was... It took a lot of planning. <laughs> and then this year I had to just pick up like a quick costume. It just took me three days to do. I am a Rakakuni from Everything Ever All at Once. Nice. So that's a movie I really love I saw recently. It, 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 is, it is a great film. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what connected with you for that film? What, why do you think the it's so great? The uniqueness of it and how they didn't, weren't afraid to go off the walls and be crazy with it. Because a lot of movies, they'll be too scared to make it unique or interesting. But with everything ever all at once, it was really, really unique in the way they made it and the way they filmed it. And it still, even though it's really well done, it still has the like indie film feel to it. Yeah, I mean, they have two rocks talking to each other. Yeah. And be able to pull that off, I think, is and not alienate your audience, I think is quite the accomplishment. Yeah, and fun fact about that, that wasn't originally in the script. No? So they just went out to, I believe it was Arizona. <laughs> they just like went to a cliff and just got a bunch of rocks and spent hours and hours out there just filming these rocks. You know, and that's where creativity is born. You yeah. never know where. Uh, I mean, and having Kei-Hu Kwan back is, you know, really fun. Um, him winning the Oscar. I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I cried when he gave his speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't actually think I watched it this year. I, no? Like, I was keeping track of it, but I don't think I sat down and watched it. Yeah, but. you know, it, it was the first time I watched it, and I was, like, in a long time where I had fun watching it. Because mm -hmm. the one the year prior was so bad. Yeah. Where it was, like, in the train station, and was that the year before or the year before I that? I think that was the year before. I remember, like, the slap, Chris Rock, Will Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the previous one. Yeah. That got all the headlines, not oh, the yeah. movies, which is... That's sad. It is sad. they had a lot of movies that were, like, really like, big milestones for the actors. Agreed. Like, they had first um, Death Actor who won yep. one. They had, I want to say first black man in a leading role, but I think that might be false. They had something like yeah. that. Well, even, I mean, uh, Coda won. And then, yeah. I mean, it's a movie that finally picked up steam after it won. Uh -huh. And it's it's another great film. Um so I heard you're a filmmaker, too. Mm -hmm, yeah. I'm also an actor, but I'm more fair towards the filmmaking side. So right now I'm in a movie right now. I star in it. It's called Real Michigan. 
And the director, who I believe has been on the show before, is Matthew Nelson. So he did, oh, I forgot what other movie it was. It was, um, yeah, I don't remember their movie. But is, the, is, is that the one where it's like the slasher the movie? Um, maybe. It's, a high, it's something Highway. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I'm old, so I don't have a good memory. You're uh-huh. young, so you should have a better memory than me. I should, <laughs> yeah, especially as an actor. I have to memorize all these lines. Yeah, but that's why you don't remember anything else. you got to yeah. memorize the lines and everything exactly. else. Exactly, yeah. When I, when I was acting, I was in high school, I always thought it was harder to remember the blocking than it mm. was to remember the lines. I would just kind of pick it up because I yeah. did theater acting way before I did film acting. Yeah. And with, it's a different – it's really different because with film acting, you know, you have to – you just you don't really memorize the blocking before any. You don't practice it a lot. You yeah. memorize the lines. You know how you're going to say it. And then the director says, do this, do this, yeah. do this. You just have to go do that. You know, I found, too, because I, I, I started in theater as well. Mm-hmm. And I found that in theater, it's way more freeing. Yeah. And then when I'm on camera, because uh, Brad, he's a director, too. And when I was stuck in, like, movies, he would say, you're too big in this moment. You need to tone uh. it down. And I go, oh, man. But I got my revenge because... Uh, I ad-libbed this one line in one of our films, and he I'll never forget, he had the camera, I said the line, and he pulled the camera down and said, cut, that wasn't in the movie, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, <laughs> do it the way it's been written on script. I said, okay. So then we go to his house to see a, a early cut of the movie, and he kept that line yeah, in. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I said, never doubt an actor's instincts. Yeah, sometimes movie magic is just built for that. Yeah. And coming from theater, too, I'm always really loud because I had yeah. to project. And so I'm constantly having to be told, turn down your voice, be, be oh, a little yeah. quieter, be a little more in the moment, you know, yep. not as big. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's hard to get over when you're in it theater is. because, you know, when you're training for theater, you're like, you know, they tell you, the guy in the back has to hear you. Mm-hmm. So you got to project and, yeah. and your movements have to be bigger. And um, what, what's your favorite roles to play? Um, I really like villains. I haven't gotten that opportunity a whole lot, but just to be someone who's like really bad to the point where you like love to hate that character, it's just so fun. Because you don't have to worry about, oh, am I likable on camera? Am I showing as a cool character? No, you can be a complete jackass, and it's so fun. And I think if, if you are, that's what people gravitate towards. Obviously, it's the villain. I mean, if you, whether it's the you know, Heath Ledger's Joker or even yeah. Josh Brolin's Thanos to sympathize with them and they become as popular as you know Batman or something I think is a testament to how it's fun to be a villain and having no moral code is always fun oh yeah yeah definitely and you know you can experiment a lot more with a villain because if you're a hero you do have to worry more about making sure this character feels like a hero Mm -hmm. but when you're a villain you can experiment more with hey how about I do this really really crazy yeah how about I do this a little more grounded to where I'm like really you know connecting with the other character and making them feel like I don't know disdain or angry with how I do the kid scene. So villains are just really cool. But like I said, I haven't really played very many villains at all, which is sad. How, how will you get people to look at you as a villain, I guess, is... Because mm-hmm. you seem so nice. I, yeah. th- I think maybe that's the hang-up. Yeah, my um, normal... I Normally I get cast for Boy Next Door, so like the best friend or the uh, crush or mm-hmm. that kind of character. So I sometimes will get all this for like leading man, but it's usually for those Boy Next Door characters. So it's hard for me to be like, hey, I am the bully. Yeah. It's a bit of a harder sell. Yeah. I'm always cast as the fat, funny guy. So <laughs> I, I feel your pain, man. Um, what are your favorite types of movies then? Um, I really love horror and sci-fi. Stuff that makes me think, hey, I have not seen this before. Things that are unique. I don't like to see the same plot copy-pasted over and over again. 
You know, I, I'm in the same... Uh, the reason I love horror is because it's so unique. Yeah, and there's and, so much you can do with it. Exactly. And I think a lot... It teaches a lot of guerrilla filmmaking because mm-hmm. usually you don't get a huge budget with horror. Yeah, and you have to do a lot of running guys. Exactly. And I think horror, too, can either be really good or really bad. Oh, yeah. It's, there's hard for a middle in horror, you know? When I was, like, younger, there were, like, some horror movies I really, really hated, like... um the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. I really hated the Blair Witch Project. I still do. Yeah. I just I saw when I was like 11, 12, and I wasn't scared by it. I was just like, what am I watching? What is yeah. this? Yeah. You know, we had an interview with the director of it, or, oh. of one of them. His name's Dan Myrick. And I respect the making of the movie mm-hmm. more yeah. than the movie itself, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, because it's not like it's a bad movie. It's just a weird style, and it yeah. won't connect with everyone. Yeah. But it's unique. Like yeah. The whole camcorder, like, recording and, like, how they're showing the plot through, like, a documentary, but you know it's not a documentary. Yeah. It's really interesting. And, and when that came out, you know, the internet was really new, mm-hmm. and they really exploited the marketing on the internet. Yeah. And to hear him tell the story about how they did it and is, is really fascinating. Well, and I've heard that some people thought it was real. Some people thought that this was a yeah. real story, and they started, like, going all kinds of conspiracy theories about it and, like, going off the handle. And, dude, it's just a movie. Yeah. Calm yourselves. But that's what you want, you know. You want someone to love your movie so much that it feels takes real. it feels real yeah awesome so can we find you on instagram can we find you um, on facebook yes i my instagram is the life of blaze it is my blaze is spelled b-l-a-i-s-e and i i'm only really on instagram i have a facebook but i'm not very active on it gotcha then i also have a youtube i'm not very active on either all of my things are the same name the life of blaze so yeah cool and when is your do you know when your movie is coming out it's probably gonna be like next summer we're almost wrapped up with filming we're like right in the end of the trenches nice but we have to uh, edit it and do all the color coding the music all the stuff and then we have to release it to the indie circuit and you know get it out and all that so we're hoping to get into theaters but nice we'll see well good luck thank you for talking on our show um and um Hopefully, we'll see you soon on the big screen. Yeah, I hope so, too. All right. Thanks, Blaze. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Can follow the plot of a real nerd. Look at all the gods. Let's action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.